0: An anthology about the bad, the short lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher! Control! Hey, before I
1: change my mind? I give you Super Train!
2: Oh, <laughs> Episode 362 Submission. 189. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling aired on the CBS television network on Saturday morning, from September 14th, 1985, to October 18th of 1986, for two seasons and 26 episodes.
0: For those keeping at home, that's 10 more episodes than both the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show and Uncle Crock's block. You're welcome. Here's the theme.
2: Something you need to know about the theme song to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, that is actually the theme composed by Jim Steinman, which was used as Hogan's ring entrance theme in 1985 before it was replaced by the familiar Real American by Rick Derringer. Because fun fact, guys, Real American by Rick Derringer, not originally used for the Hulkster. It was actually used for the tag team, the U.S. Express, of Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda.
1: There's no such thing as a fun fact.
2: Well, it is a fun fact, because Mike Rotunda was IRS, so... And his son's Bray Wyatt. You want to know a really good fun fact? Jim Steinman,
3: who did the theme song to this show, wrote one of the best-selling albums in history, Meatloaf's Loaf's Bad Outta Hell.
2: Yes, and this theme song would actually be reworked into a Bonnie Tyler song in 1986 called "Ravishing." Sadly, it's not about recruit, but we've talked in the All Star Rock and Wrestling Saturday Spectacular that we did a year and a half ago, and in the Goonies are good enough for you music video about how the WWF and pop culture in 1985 with. Cindy Lauper, The Hulkster, Mr. T. They were everywhere in 1985. They had Saturday Night's Mean Event once a month now on NBC at this point. And so what better to show that you are on the pop culture zeitgeist than a Saturday morning cartoon? You were
3: nobody unless you had a Saturday morning cartoon. I mean, just ask MC Hammer. By the way, Hammerman—that's on the list.
2: Oh my God, we never have had Hammerman on there the you list. It's on the list now. It is on the list now. So the WWF and Deke Enterprises worked on this Saturday morning cartoon in 1985, and so basically this cartoon is kind of like the. Adventures of the faces and heels of the WWF around 1985. So obviously you have the Hulkster leading the group of good guys consisting of Junkyard Dog, Captain Lou Albano, Andre the Giant, Wendy Richter, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Hillbilly Jim, and Tito Santana. And then on the heel side, the bad guy side, you got Rowdy Rowdy Piper, with the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkoff, the Fabulous Moolah, Big John Studd, and Mr. Fuji. And then occasionally you might have Bobby Breaking and Gino O'Gurlin popping in some animated segments. It's nice to know
3: that it's an easy kind of split between who are the faces and who are the heels. It makes you appreciate the cartoon more, and it makes you appreciate the wrestling more, when it eventually airs later that afternoon.
2: Oh, yeah, because yeah, after Saturday morning, you probably would have around 85, maybe WWF Championship Wrestling or All-Star Wrestling, maybe on another station in syndication later that day or whatever.
0: Or sometime later that weekend, because didn't USA air some sort of WWE, WWF wrestling on Sunday yeah. mornings? Well, yes, because WWF All-American
2: would air Sundays at noon, which was weird here in New York because wrestling challenge would air on channel five here in new york at noon so basically in like the wwf's big market you had your usa show up against your b show in syndication which was weird but maybe that was the only time slot that the wwf could get on channel five on a sunday
3: It has to keep four hours open for the uh, double feature matinee, if I'm not mistaken. Or is that just a KTLA thing? I don't know.
2: Guys, let's get into the one big reason why we're doing this show. Because obviously we got WrestleMania at the time we're recording this coming up later this week. But another reason why we're covering this show is the voice cast they got for this show.
3: Oh, God. And for the record, they did not get the superstars to
2: voice their own
3: animated avatars. They got
2: actual voiceover talent. But it's a shame, though, because I would have really have loved to have seen the Iron Sheik do voiceover for his own character.
0: That would have been so amazing. Yeah, but do you know how much time they would have had to spend in studio doing that?
2: Yeah, and the WWF schedule around this time was insane. They were working like something like, you're not going to believe this. Sometimes they'd work 300 nights a year. I'm not even joking. The schedule around that time was insane, but the voice cast. All right. Let's go here with who would voice the Hulkster. Well, guys, get ready voicing the Hulkster on Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling, Brad Garrett. Everybody loves Raymond Brad Garrett?
3: Yes! Semi-regular on 1990 Match Game Brad Garrett? Yes! Till death Brad Garrett?
0: Yeah! The Brad Garrett who stole Jerry's car on Seinfeld? Let's be serious, guys. Brad Garrett does a great impersonation of Hulk Hogan.
3: Well, he does a great impersonation of anybody. He's a great impersonator.
0: Even Jackie Gleason?
3: Even Jackie Gleason!
0: What is super tall Brad Garrett doing playing Jackie Gleason? I'm sorry. We gotta talk about that movie from 25 years ago. It just doesn't work. But anyhow. Now voicing Hot
2: Rod himself, Rowdy Roddy Piper.
0: Charlie Adler. where do we start with him he has done so many voices i think i'll lead off with buster bunny he was buster bunny on tiny Toon adventures but also he was the voices of both characters on one of my favorite cartoons from about 20 25 years ago how and chicken he was cow and he was chicken
3: don't bury the lead here mike he was Starscream
0: on Transformers. I didn't bury the lead. I said he was Buster Bunny on Tiny Adventures. Hey, he was Tiny Tune Adventures, minus Joe Alasky playing Plucky Duck.
3: And Tress McNeil playing Babs Bunny?
0: No, no. Joe Alasky playing Plucky Duck. End of story. I don't want to hear about any Tress McNeil. No, uh-uh.
2: And if you go to the random real section on Instagram, I shared the clip of young plucky up with the elevator. (laughs) No,
1: my turn. Not your turn. My turn. All right, you push number eight. What a big boy. I push eight. I push eight. I push eight. Yes, you did, huh? later go up. That's right, son. later go up. You got it. later go up. Yeah. And an air go up. Uh, yeah.
2: Not your turn. My turn. i to go up. Next, voicing Superfly Jimmy Stucka. Louis Arquette. And you know what that means. The father of future WCW champion David Arquette voiced Jimmy Stuckup on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Do you remember that? You remember when David Arquette won the WCW title in 2000 for like 30 seconds?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, I totally remember that.
0: I don't think he's had his medication. I have one thing to say to you. I was the heavyweight champion of the world thanks
1: to my buddy Eric Bishop, the King EJE, baby. What an actor. To so put that in your corn pipe and smoke
2: it. <laughs> what an actor. Almost Gable-like in his delivery. And a wonderful wife too. That's why they went out of business.
0: Can I say that Louis Arquette may be making a Hall of Fame case?
2: Oh,
3: totally. It just
2: did.
0: But, okay, here we go. Voicing
2: the Junkyard Dog. This is even more amazing than Brad Garrett. You want to talk about a Hall of Fame case? Here's a Hall of Fame case. Uncle Phil himself, James Avery.
3: Uncle Phil, a.k.a. the Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a.k.a. the Junkyard Dog, yes. And next up we have as... Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah. They have one female voicing the two females, voicing both Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah. Jodie Carlisle. She's been heard all over the place. She plays Goldva in the 2021 English dub of Shonen Jump's Shaman King. She was in Final Fantasy XV. She's in The Mr. Peabody and Sherman Show.
0: She did voices on 24 episodes of Wild West Cowboys of Moon Mesa.
2: <laughs> Wild West Cowboys of Moon Mesa. That's great. Lucas, I hope you're happy. She's
3: been heard in everything, Playing the captain, Captain Lou Albano. I'm surprised they didn't get Lou Albano, but this is pretty close. George Dicenzo, which we've talked about previously, if I'm not mistaken. He played Bo and Hordak in she which means he was in
2: He-Man and she a Christmas special. Which means, I gotta mention it again, who could ever forget? Yeah, yeah. The epic dildo copter. You know what? Maybe the dildo copter could have its (laughs) own wing in the museum. Maybe the McLean-Stevenson statue could sit in the dildo copter. Where would you put it, though? Be the grand entrance. Walk in, there's the dildo copter, McLean sitting in it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sort of like andre the giant sitting in the bulldozer
2: oh yeah because one thing i gotta mention in the first season there's some live action segments that are sandwiched in between the cartoons and one of them we saw before we start the show was andre the giant had a used car dealership and he can't fit in the cars because he's too big. <laughs> <laughs> he's a giant. <laughs> but you know what they give him? The used car dealer gives him a tractor. A caterpillar tractor. Yes.
3: you know what? Put him east of I-95, he'll
2: fit right in. Well, he did have a farm in North Carolina, so he might I've have driven it? driven it around town. He might not have. Him. Okay, so
3: playing the role of Andre the Giant is Ron Feinberg, who you would remember, in 65 episodes, he played Ming the Merciless on Defenders of the Earth, aka the uh, pre-Avengers Avengers. Because you have all these heroes that nothing in common except for the fact that they're all King Features comics. Playing Hillbilly Jim... Pat Fraley. The voice of Crane. And Casey Jones and Baxter the Bly on THB Ninja Turtles. So he would go on to work with James Avery. Next, we go to the heels. The rest of the heels. The lesser heels, as it were. Playing Nikolai Volkov, Ron Gans, who's been in as much credited as he was uncredited. But he did have a voice in the Kentucky Fried movie. I don't know what voice he did in the Kentucky Fried movie, but he did do one. He did a voice. He did a voice. But if you've ever seen the Kentucky Fried movie, there's many voices that he did. But he did play the voice of a character called Armus in one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And also he played the Juggernaut in the unsold pilot Pride of
2: the X-Men. I love how he worked the Vinnie Jones X-Men, the last stand voice for Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut! I'm the Juggernaut, I'm the juggernaut
3: bitch. Next playing Mr. Fuji. I'm surprised they didn't get Mr. Fuji himself to play it, but whatever. They got Ernest Harada.
2: They probably saw one bit of Fuji Vice and they were like, no, we're good.
3: That's cinematic gold, though. But yeah, he played uh, David Nagata, character in three episodes in 1989 of Knots Landing, and was on an episode of previous entry... Marblehead Manor as Asuo Asano. He played a character called Sticky Holbein on an episode of L.A. Law from
2: 1987. Oh, you know what that means. I really don't want to talk about it. Oh my god! Not a Pulaski episode!
3: But Mike, he did play a character named Ernie Tanaka on an early 1984 episode of Night Court.
0: Oh, you know what that means? Play the clip. I really don't want to
1: talk about it. Ah!
2: Oh! oh my God! I want to be your love slave.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to play the same clip of of, uh, of uh, Diana Muldar falling down the elevator shaft. <laughs> Oh jeez, there's a crossover Pulaski episode of Night Court? What?
3: Okay, now this is an interesting cast. Playing the Iron Sheik, Aaron Kincaid, who played Killer Croc on Batman the Animated Series, and played Skylink's in Transformers, and the follow-up video, Transformers Return
0: of Optimus Prime. Oh, thank heavens. When you said Killer Croc, I thought you were going to say he was Killer Croc in Uncle Croc's block. (laughs) He's the mass murderer in Uncle Croc's block. You know, I wish
2: there was a scene in Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling where the Iron Cheek threatens to humble that Jabroni Brian Blair. (laughs)
3: He also played the voice of Bobby the Brain Heenan. And playing Big John Stud is Chuck Lassini, and this is his first, last, and only credit on IMDb. Way to start and end your career on a high note. Playing Tito Santana.
0: Blame Wikipedia for why they put Tito Santana in the bottom of the pile with the rest of the heels.
3: Joey DePinto. I wonder if this is his first, last, and only credit on IMDb. No. He was in a few jam bands, but his three most notable roles. Sergeant Ray Ban on Stopper My Mom Will Shoot. (laughs) A sergeant in Throw Mama from the Train and one of Max Shrek's security guards in Batman Returns. It's time to play Is This Typecasting?
2: Yes. This has been Is This Typecasting? But okay, last but not least, playing Mean Gene Girlheads. Neil Ross.
3: I believe he played Lance on Voltron and the follow-up Voltron the Third Dimension. But nowadays, he could be heard as the announcer on your favorite game show and mine, not involving Alex Trebek. Press your luck. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. hi. Oh, hi. Look who's decided to make an appearance.
2: Hi, Whammy. Well,
3: Whammy's doing his impersonation of John Cena, it looks like. Yes! I can't
2: see him. We can't see you, Whammy!
0: What else did Neil Ross do?
2: (laughs) Okay, what didn't
3: he do?
0: He was... No, what else did he do with pressure of luck, you (laughs)
2: ninny? Oh, that's right! He's the voice of you, Whammy! (laughs) This is
0: some weird paradox. He does the voice of me. Neil Ross is not speaking right now, though.
2: No! This is awkward. They what? must dub your voice in in the episodes, Whammy. Is but this real life? Who's
0: doing my voice now if Neil Ross does my voice? I don't get this. Is this real life?
3: Well, There's too well, many
0: variables at play. I'm going to go away. Bye.
3: Okay. Well, Whammy is pondering the nature of his reality, I want to say he also did a voice on Transformers. Yes, he was Springer, Bone Crusher, and
0: Hook. And the whammy! (laughs) There was no whammy on the Transformers. Get out of here.
3: And the thing is, he was also in the follow-up movie, which means he was there when they killed Optimus. No! I need to collect myself here because I still have feelings.
2: Well, while we do that, let's go into the episode, shall we? Now, they did air back-to-back episodes on September fourteenth, nineteen eighty-five, in a one-hour premiere. So, episode one, we got two cartoons in it: the Junkyard five hundred and Junkenstein. Now, in the Junkyard five hundred, Junkyard Dog and Roddy Piper race to decide who gets to have their car be in a new movie but guys guess what happens Roddy's car is in the movie but guess what happens the car gets destroyed by a monster of course it does and in Junkenstein junkyard dog builds a robot out of spare parts in the junkyard well obviously he's the junkyard dog where else is he gonna get these parts But, guys, you're not going to believe what happens in this episode when JYD builds the robot. It develops Roddy's personality. Oh, no! 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 Does this mean the robot's going to smash Jimmy Snooker's face with a coconut? Probably! Probably. But, okay, here we go. Episode two. This was what directly followed the first episode, okay? It's called the Four-Legged Pickpocket. And guess what, guys? A horse shows up and causes trouble for the wrestlers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A horse has showed up and it's giving the wrestlers trouble. <laughs> Hold on. You think Secretariat would have been a guest star on this episode? Because I don't know if you know this, guys, but Mike Francesa, he met Secretariat. Who's out of the door? All right. <laughs> Episode three, clean Jean and Andre's giant problem. In clean Jean, Hulk and friends decide to clean Mean Jean's new house for him. Oh, that's great. The guys are going to go to Mean Gene's house and they're going to clean his house. That's fantastic. It'll be like extreme makeover home edition like 17 years early. I really appreciate you guys coming to clean my house. And in Andre's giant problem, Andre tries to impress his visiting lover by pretending that he is a chef instead of a wrestler. (laughs) Is this playing into the all chefs are French trope? Well, hold on, Andre, I believe did have his own restaurant in Montreal, so maybe he did do some chef work on the side when he wasn't wrestling. But can you imagine Andre being like a seven foot four, five hundred and twenty pound chef? Oh boy! Oh jeez!
3: I can't not imagine
2: it now. Oh, episode four. You're going to love this. It's called Gorilla My Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a hoss, and now we have a gorilla. The wrestlers are invited to a masquerade ball at a fancy hotel where Andre is dressed as a gorilla, and he steps out for some fresh air. But meanwhile, a real gorilla who is trained by thieves to steal goes inside to rob the hotel safe, and the thieves abduct Andre, thinking he is the robber. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Episode 5, Cheaters Never Prosper and Driving Me Crazy. In Cheaters Never Prosper, the Iron Sheik teaches his nephew's baseball team to cheat to win the Junior World Series, because obviously they can't get the rights to use the Little League World Series. Can you imagine the Iron Sheik managing a baseball team?
0: Wait a second. Does that mean that Jose Altuve is Sheik's nephew?
2: You can't see it, but I'm giving the Yankees thumbs down guy to that.
0: The Astros cheated their way to the World Series in 2017. Yeah, so
2: did the Yankees too, but nobody wants to talk about that. You shut your whore mouth. Sorry, not sorry. But in driving me crazy, the Iron Sheik has a difficult time passing his driving test. Of course he does. Could you imagine the Iron Sheik cutting a promo on everyone at the DMV? You know
3: what? If you follow Iron Sheik on Twitter, he could cut a promo on pretty much anybody. Oh, calling everybody at the DMV jabroni? Listen you to you give me my license. let me pass my eye test, I suplex you, I put you in camel clutch, make you humble all country way.
2: Episode 6: The wrestler's new clothes and a lesson in scouting. In the wrestler's new clothes, Andre does not have anything to wear at Wendy's high school reunion. So they use a tent to make him an outfit. It's Project Runway before Project Runway, y'all! And in a lesson in scouting, Junkyard Dog, Wendy and Tito, are leading a scout troop, but one of the members is Moolah's troublemaking niece. Uh-oh! (laughs) Uh-oh! Episode 7, Hog Society and Wrestling Roommates. In Hog Society, at his cousin's wedding to a rich man, Hillbilly Jim and his... Pet Pig, Lulu Bell, cause trouble with their hillbilly style. You won't believe what happened. And in Wrestling Roommates, Captain Lou comes to stay with Hulk for a while. But his sloppy habits and attempts to help out around the place drive Hulk crazy. Well, come on. You be around a guy that has rubber bands all around his face. You would be going insane, too. Yeah, pretty much. Episode 8 Mula's Ugly Salon and Ballot Box Boneheads. In Mula's Ugly Salon, Mula and Nikolai help out at a beauty salon that is run by Mula's sister. And in Ballot Box Boneheads, Hulk and his crew help an honest politician run against a corrupt mayor. Not going to make a Mr. Black joke. Not going to make a Mr. Black joke. <laughs> you just did! We've already made plenty of Rudy Giuliani <laughs> jokes. Just remember the G-Man. He was there when his hair dye dripped. <laughs> next episode. Next episode. Episode 9. The Duke of Piperton and Robin Holt and his merry wrestlers. In the Duke of Piperton, Roddy inherits a Scottish castle, but a distant cousin challenges his claim and they must joust to decide who gets his castle. And in Robin Hulk and his very wrestlers, Hulk gets caught in a time machine where he ends up as Robin Hulk of Sherwood Forest and his friends are the fairy men who must defend the forest from the Iron Sheik, a.k.a. the Sheik of Nottingham. Okay,
3: so we've established on Doctor Who that Robin Hood is a robot, Right. Yeah. So now he's the Hulkster? Does that mean the Hulkster's a robot?
2: I don't even want to (laughs) know. Episode 10, Small But Mighty. When Jim's granny's miracle herbs get in the chili, the wrestlers all transform into kids. Oh, dear. (laughs) How does that happen? Hillbilly Jim, what's in the freaking food out in Muddley, Kentucky? The same thing that's in the jellies
3: on grandma's Copperhead Strike over at Carowinds? I don't know.
0: Now wait a second. Didn't Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling air directly after Muppet Babies? So we have Muppet Babies and now we have wrestling babies.
3: Wrestling babies, they make you humble, old country. No,
2: that doesn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not going to fly. It's too bad this was
2: before the WWF Wrestling Buddies in the early 90s. All right, episode 11, Rockin' Zombie. Bobby the Brain Heaton opens a new amusement park, and the wrestlers scheme to get their name on it. That sounds like something the brain would do. Episode 12, The Last Resort. Hulk and his friends get invited to a new hotel but end up having to fill in for the staff that recently quit. A young prince is staying in the hotel, and the young prince needs the wrestler's help to find a jewel that is missing because he cannot run the country without it. Junkyard dog plays mentor to the young prince.
3: It's a prince. Has a jewel. But he can't run the country without the jewel. Am I getting this right? Yes. I just want to make sure I'm getting this right.
2: Episode 13, the final episode of Season 1. Bucket, an alien robot, lands in the junkyard, and the wrestlers rush to help him get back to his home planet before the government can get him.
0: Does this look like anything? They're about three years too late, I'm sorry. Or they could be one year too early, because ALF would have been 1986. Oh, yeah. Most of these episodes were
3: written by legendary cartoon-slash-TV-slash-comic-book-scribe, Larry DiTilio. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. He's written for The Hitchhiker, Babylon 5, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Transformers, Murder, She Wrote, The Real Ghostbusters, and previous entry captain power and
2: the soldiers of the future we'll get to season two but first these commercial messages hulk hogan's rock and wrestling will return after these
1: messages The toyota bandera has the go anywhere toughness and ability of land cruiser with the freedom of the wind in your hair toyota bandera you can't beat oh, a lot of feeling invisible freedom toyota. Now on sale at your local newsstand, the new World Wrestling Federation magazine. Andre the Giant teams up with the Goonies. Captain Lewis Albano becomes a wise guy. Stars of the World Wrestling Federation in cartoon form. The striking similarity of Bobby the Brain Heenan and a real live weasel. Featured on Paul Orndorff, Ricky Steamboat, Hillbilly Jim, the British Bulldog. Their bite is worse than their bark. Jesse Ventura, not just anybody. King Kong Bundy takes a giant step. All this and more in the new edition of the World Wrestling Federation magazine, now on sale at your local newsstand. Coming this May to a video retailer in your area, the official World Wrestling Federation Home Video Series. The first is the best of the World Wrestling Federation with Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Bruno Sammartino, and more. Next, a most outrageous and hilarious hour with bleepers, bloops, and body slams. Finally, Hulkamania. Heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan has personally chosen some of his greatest matches against Greg Valentine, Big John, Stud, and the Iron Sheik. The official World Wrestling Federation Home Video Series. Visit your video dealer and reserve your copies now. We're here to show you the ropes at Pizza Inn. When it comes to original thin-crust pizza, nothing can beat it. Except cheesy pan pizza. Come on, you guys, call it a draw. With the all-you-can-eat buffet, you can always go back for more. All the pizza, salad, and muffins you can handle. Made with the freshest ingredients for a super low price. I just got a new pizza phone for $14.95. Well, I want one of those, too. Give me that. Hello? Here's for you, Captain. Hello? Sunday, it's all new, and it's coming at you. Always have good hands. Wrestling champ Hulk Hogan and Stephanie Farisey in the outrageous comedy Goldie and the Bears. Then stay tuned for an ABC Sports exclusive same-day coverage of the Indy 500, all starting at 8, 7 Central. Tomorrow. When you have a sore throat, a cough, or a stuffy nose, come to the halls of medicine. To feel better fast, use halls.
2: And now back to Hulk Hogan's and Wrestling. Now we're on to season two. Airing on September 13th, 1986, we have two episodes. Now the first episode is called Ali Bono and the 40 Geeks. Get it? I see what you did there. Wendy gives Captain Lou a magic lamp for his birthday. But the genie can't do anything right! Well, of course. I wonder if the lamp turned out to be David Letterman's magical lamp that Kenny Sheehan found. True stories of the late-show stagehands.
1: I call this story Kenny and the Magic Lamp. I was down in the prop room cleaning up when all of a sudden I found this antique lamp I've never seen before. I knew it was special so I brought it home with me. That night I polished it up good and then nothing happened. So I decided to sell it on the internet as a lamp from David Letterman's house. Some sucker paid me 80 bucks for it. Pretty magical, huh?
2: Why, yes, Kenny. That was a pretty magical lamp. Episode 2. Captain Lou's Crash Diet and Muscle Madness. Captain Lou has to lose 40 pounds in 10 days or he is out of wrestling. What? No, That's no, weird. no. Cap- Captain Lou has been big his entire managerial career, and now all of a sudden, President Jack Tunney of the WWF puts his foot down and says, Captain Lou, you gotta lose 40 pounds or else you're out of wrestling forever. Well, look at it this way. If he doesn't
3: lose the 40 pounds, this opens him up to do Super Mario Brothers.
0: That is true. Well, also, we know that Captain Lou is easily 30 pounds of rubber bands. Get rid of those. He only has to lose 10 pounds. Oh, 10 pounds. Don't forget the haircut. Haircut, yeah. 10 pounds, 10 days.
2: That's doable to get rid of all the rubber bands. But in Muscle Madness, Hulk enters Wendy in the Miss Muscle Contest against Mua with Roddy Piper coaching. (laughs) Oh. Ten Little Wrestlers, Episode 3. Ten wrestlers, five from each side, go on a cruise, but are abducted one by one. Does this look like anything?
3: Why, yes. It's the standard Ten Little Indians plot.
2: Episode 4, Big John's Car lot and Big Top Poops. No, not those boobs. I mean, boobs like dummies. In Big John's car lot, the bad guys take over the operations at Big John Stud's family car dealership. And in Big Top Boobs, the wrestlers perform in a circus. I wonder what Andre would play in the circus. Episode 5, the foster wrestler. While in India, the wrestlers come to India for wrestling matches and discover that someone is stealing the supplies Tito Santana has been sending to his foster child.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You don't want to find out what happens when Tito gets his hands on him.
2: Oh, yeah, just ask the hammer. Episode 6, Ballet Buffoons and Battle of the Bands. In Ballet Buffoons, Nikolai's ballerina sister gets injured, so he must replace her on stage. What? What is this madness? What what makes people think that Nikolai Volkov could do ballet? Look, all Nikolai knows how to do well is sing the Russian national anthem badly. And in Battle of the Bands, Hulk and Rowdy Piper compete with their versions of music in a charity concert that Hulk is raising for a new gymnasium in Hulk's high school. Oh, that's nice. Episode 7. Amazons just want to have fun. You get it? Just wait till you hear the plot of this. Mean Gene charters a private plane for the wrestlers, and it crash lands in the jungle. Yes, Mike, that is the correct reaction. Trying to think, are there any jungle wrestlers they could find in the jungle? Like, wasn't Giant Gonzalez supposed to be a Yeti? I'm what? guessing because of that muscle suit. Yeah, I that's... that was only because he was hairy. Giant Gonzalez, when he went to WWF from WCW, he had like a giant muscle suit with like fur on it.
3: All right, now that makes sense. That's like the closest thing to a jungle creature I've seen, not counting Sabu. I think it was Sabu.
0: Anyway. And of course, every time we mention John Gonzalez, we have to remember that he was traded with Reggie Theus from the Sacramento Kings to the Atlanta Hawks. And Reggie Theus, he was on a week of Just Men. Never thought we could work in Just Men to Hulk Hogan's Rock and
2: Wrestling, but damn it, we did. Hey, we're smart like that. Episode 8, The Art of Wrestling in the Blue Lagoons. In the Art of Wrestling, Hulk becomes a model for Wendy's art class. And in the Blue Lagoons, Hulk and the Iron Sheik are marooned on an island and must work together in order to survive. So, is this kind of like an enemy mind situation with the Hulkster and the Iron Sheik? It is
3: exactly an enemy mind situation like with the Hulkster and the Iron Sheik. I was just about to say... Shaka, when the walls fell.
2: Oh, episode nine. Oh, guys, I have... I, oh, my God, I have some problems with this. Oh, no. The Superfly Express. On a train to California, Superfly Stuka meets a new girl, and she gets kidnapped. And after watching that episode of Dark Side of the Ring with Jimmy Stuka, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Greg's got questions, y'all. I don't have questions. I'm just saying, when I hear Superfly stick on a train with a girl and gets kidnapped, I'm like, no, 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 no. Just watch that episode of Dark Side of the Ring, kids. Episode 10, Junkyard Dogs. Junkyard Dog. After breaking into the junkyard, JYD gets a dog for protection. So you have to junk your dog with a junk your dog. It's funny because wordplay. Episode 11, Ghost Wrestlers. An old wrestler comes to town looking for help getting rid of ghosts in his boarding house.
0: Now does this look like anything?
2: These are supposed to be
3: legendary scribes writing legendary things, but it turns out it's just a takeoff of whatever's popular at the time.
2: you imagine Roddy Piper seeing a ghost wrestler and going, Ghost! Oh, episode 12. The wrong stuff. Now, I have so many questions about this. Let's talk about what happens on the episode first. Yes. Hulk Hogan and Nikolai Volkov are sent into space to rescue astronauts. So they can't get any, like, regular astronauts to go rescue the astronauts. They're like, we got to get some of the wrestlers from the WWF
0: to save these astronauts. Okay, maybe it's just me, but the timing of this is absolutely horrible. Yes. Yeah, remember, this aired October of '86. Remember what happened in January of 86. And I'm surprised this actually made it to air. I'm going to assume this was maybe written or done or produced before the Challenger disaster happened.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like written and produced in 85 and they just had to air it, like contractually obligated. All right, but the grand finale, guys, we got Rowdy Roddy Reforms. And Three Little Hawks. In Rowdy Roddy Reforms, Roddy Piper gets hypnotized and starts acting nice. Well, this would have been around the time he turned face in the WWF, so I guess it makes sense. And in Three Little Hawks, Hawks' three nephews come to visit and cause trouble for him and his fellow wrestlers.
0: You won't believe what
2: happened! but that's the show. So a couple
3: of things immediately come to mind because I do my research on this. Cartoons take like a long time to produce. Like it takes like what, three or four months to produce 30 minutes of television. And by in those three or four months, we have a bunch of wrestlers because pro wrestling is an animal. It is an ever-changing, ever-shifting animal. You have heels turning face. You have faces turning heels. And most of the uh, action in this show is pretty much stayed that last episode notwithstanding. The heels are always going to be heels. The faces are always going to be faces. I'd love to imagine that all of this takes place in some sort of alternate universe where everybody knows their place and nothing gets developed. Whereas in live-action meet space, you have people doing face heel turns and heel face turns all the time. And then, Mike brought up the schedule earlier. I'm just going to go into it a little bit more. In 1985, Hulk Hogan's rock and Wrestling went up against the Superpowers Team Galactic Guardians and the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo on ABC. Those got moved to get out of the way of rock and Wrestling. So eventually, it would be the second half of the Ewoks and Droids Adventure Hour, which we will get to. And the Superpower Team Galactic Guardians. Then... That spring, you have Laugh Olympics and the first half of the Ewoks and Droid's Adventure Hour. And on NBC, you have the second half hour of the Smurfs and Punky Brewster the animated series. So imagine those two networks in 85 pretty much held their own against ABC, who really couldn't do much of anything on Saturday mornings, it looks like. At least not in 1985. Then you go into 1986. In 1986, they moved Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling to the noon hour, where I'm guessing it got absolutely thrashed because, A, it was up against ABC Weekend Special and American Bandstand on ABC. That'll do it. And on NBC, you had Laser Tag Academy, and kid video. And the kid video was uh, reruns, obviously, but laser tag academy was another one season wonder that we'll eventually cover. But in the summer, they replaced Rock and Wrestling with reruns of Galaxy High and CBS Story Break. So, yeah. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, I imagine, did really well in season one, but in season two. NG, no good. If you go up against American Bandstand, you gonna lose. How's that? Am I in the ballpark? Yeah. Episodes of this show have been released on home video, on VHS and DVD, and for a while, actually, they were on the WWE Network, and I believe they survived the uh merge of the WWE Network over to
2: Peacock. No, they actually... They did not. There is is a story about this, isn't there, Greg? Yes. Because if you remember, back in 2015, the Hulkster had... um, uh, How do I say this? He had a little incident that came out involving, uh, let's just say... He said bad things about a certain group of people. Am I correct in saying that? I want to say
3: you are
2: without saying
3: you are because reasons. Because Hulk was fired by the WWE that July. All references to Hulk Hogan, including this show, were removed from the network.
2: And even though the holster has now been back in the good graces of WWE, still yet to see it on Peacock. But you know what? Hopefully it will come to Peacock soon. At Miss Peacockery on Twitter, please do something. Do some investigative work on Hulk Hogan's rocket wrestling on Peacock. Please, we pick you. In the
3: meantime, you can watch select episodes on YouTube, for free, unofficially, including some season one vignettes with the superstars out in public. Like Greg mentioned originally, Andre the Giant buying a car. It's the funniest thing I've seen all week.
0: I found it to be relatable content since I've gone through the same thing. Well, I'm not as tall as Andre the Giant, but I've had issues with cars.
3: Well, you remember the Beast on the Chase. Your Mini Beast. It's true. Look at him.
0: Well, Mini Beast shouldn't be going into a Chevy Chevette, now should he?
3: No. Uh, anything else you want to mention about this show? Because no. it, it it is Saturday morning block fair. I mean, remember how people were up in arms about Dungeons & Dragons until it became a Saturday morning cartoon show and all of a sudden it became absolutely innocuous? Same thing happens to pro wrestling. You make it into a Saturday morning cartoon show, next thing you know, what you see as corrupt, immoral, absolutely terrible turns into a show on right after Muppet Babies and right before CBS Story Break. And in
2: 1985 and 1986, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was just a thing on TV. Brother.
3: But you can take us on several pinballs over at it was a thing on tv.com where we have Our 361 prior episodes, including some live watches, mini-sodes, some other nice surprises. Mike actually came up with an instant reaction over the last week around an episode of Jeopardy that was about as close to Cliff Clavin-esque as you could possibly get. I give it a listen. It is incredibly good. We might make instant reactions a thing on the website. You never know.
2: I have an idea for something later this weekend, so might keep a lookout for that
3: but yeah all of this stuff is also available wherever fine podcasts can be streamed remember like subscribe rate and review five stars only because positive vibes only and if you are on youtube because we are on all social media and it was a thing on tv except for facebook because zuckerberg's in with the bloodline so we have it was a thing on tv
2: podcast They don't have Sami Zayn anymore. They had to get Zuckerberg to be the honorary goose now. But yeah, if you're on YouTube, do not forget to like,
3: subscribe, share with your friends, hit the notification bell so you can stay up to date on all of our future entries. Including next Thursday. That's this coming Thursday. Because next Wednesday, we have the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. And when I think of All of this wrestling, you know what I think about? All the commercials that air on the wrestling, and nine times out of ten, they're for Nintendo products. So we are going to get to the best of the best of them as we celebrate the premiere of the Super Mario Brothers movie right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one, brother! I'm aware of how destiny is going to take its course,
1: brother, bro, brother's bruh. Brothers, brother, brothers, brother, 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 brother. I'm fighting for life, brother. We've been hanging and banging, brother, 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 brothers, brother. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea is a nice place to deposit somebody, brother, 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 brother. I set my eyes on you, brother. Brother, 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 brother. They'll be trying to drink their own sweat to survive, brother, 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 brothers, brother. Vietnam twenty. Years ago, pull my brother's
2: legs off. Brother, 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 brother. I love him like a brother. 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 brother.